0: Hello. Hello. <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Asia. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Class Clown Podcast. My name is China Liao. Thank you again for joining me for yet another solo podcast episode. That's right. You have just clicked on the solo pod episode. If this was not your attention, it's too late to back out now. (laughs) You've already clicked on it. There's no escape. You have to listen to the whole thing or else Spotify will self-destruct. That is what will happen if you, didn't, it's not going to, it's not going to self-destruct, you're fine. But hey, I hope you stick around because today on this podcast episode, I'm actually going to put a little pause in the comedy talk. We've been talking about my comedy, where it comes from, all that uh, for the past few weeks now. And well, that's all well and good, that well can dry up pretty fast, especially if every week it's just that. Um, This isn't a comedy or stand-up podcast, after all. I don't ever really talk to stand-up comedians now. It's usually just me talking to other people. And it's because I have a lot of self-confidence in myself. (laughs) That's why I talk to to scientists and actors and filmmakers and really well-respected individuals. You know, they have no business talking to me. I have no business talking to them. But because I believe in myself and my limited capacity for knowledge, I am just going to do it anyway. Uh, I also started doing this uh podcast, total podcast series, because a lot of people, well, okay, sorry. When I say a lot, I mean about five. Five people really want to know where I come from, what my point of view is. You know, one of them was my one of them was my mom. She does not. Know. She and I don't talk. That's a lie. We talk every day. Say we buy our allowance. That's also a lie. Um, and I just wanted you to, to express myself to let the people know uh, about me. Where I come from, and yet, yes, like I said, I put a break, I put a pause into the comedy talk because this week I asked the people on Instagram what they wanted to hear from me, and that's because after four solo podcasting episodes, na topic. That's it. I I should have thought of that before I started solo podcasting. But other than stand up, I have completely ran out of topics. The one such guy, at Cookie Fonster on Instagram, I think his name is Alfonso or or Cookie, uh, whatever. That guy, Alfonso, if you're listening to this, this episode is for you because he suggested we talk about Funko Pops. That's right. So then I said Funko Pop, a good 90% of listeners just dropped out. So now there's this one guy, and this one guy's name is Alfonso, and he really wanted to know why I collect Funko Pops. Before we can answer that, and before I can give you uh, tips or feedback and all that on what it, it to look for in a Funko figure, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, um, I first need to like address the bigger picture of things. And the reason I collect is because I a come from a family of hoarders. <laughs> that's that's what happens when you have a lot of room for stuff. Right And B, I'm also a massive nerd. So if you are a massive nerd, you are immediately a hoarder because people... The thing with nerds is they really nowadays... Uh, nowadays is that nerds really want to let people know that they are nerds because it's cool now. <laughs> you know? So it's important to let other people know that they are nerds. That is why a lot of nerds spend a lot of money on merchandise like Funko Pop. Um, My obsession with pop culture started all the way back. Even when I was a uh, a tiny baby Chino. That's not true. I was never tiny. Uh, But back then when I was a little kid in grade school, high school, I started reading comic books, it started out in the back of newspapers, those Sunday comics that come with your newspaper, I started reading those and then my brother and I eventually got into actual comics. I remember an uncle bought us a, a collection of Spider-Man comics. Everybody's entry into the comic book world is Spider-Man because everybody can relate to Peter Parker. You know, Peter Parker is one of the most relatable characters in the world of comics. He is, yeah, okay. First of all, I say that and then immediately realize that he's a white guy in New York. So it's not really the most relatable thing. But what makes him relatable is the fact that he's awkward and he struggles in high school. And then suddenly he gets these powers that make him cool, but he can't really tell people that he's cool because. He's Spider-Man because that endangers everybody and that dynamic is what nerds really gravitate towards because they also want to be empowered, you know, they also want to be cool, and but they also identify with him being awkward. And that brings me into escapism and what collecting is really about. For me at least. Collecting is really about being in a world that is perfect and ideal and full of the things that make you happy, you know? The reason I read a lot of comics is, first of all, the pictures are great. I'm not a big reader. (laughs) And uh, I have the reading level of a kindergartner. But I also... Love uh, the fact that you get to exist in a world where you can solve everything with a hammer or a shield, you know, or, or a world where aliens and humans coexist, or a world where dragons can be ridden, you know, just these fantastical, ideal worlds where things are simple and black and white, you know. Nowadays, of course, comics isn't as black and white. You have a lot of books there that deal with dystopian ideas and things that aren't as clear-cut as good versus evil now. And yes, those are great too, but for me, what really got me into it was the fact that I can be in a world where I can see heroes fight villains and heroes walk away victorious. But that's probably why I'm also a wrestling fan because that goes hand-in-hand hand with everything. You know, the performance aspect of good versus evil can be translated in a multitude of ways and collecting figures allows me to relive that over and over again, you know. And especially because I studied film. I know I've said this in the past, but I'm saying it again because that's the only thing I have to be proud of. <laughs> it's not It's not like I have a six-pack, guys. I only have a film degree, okay? So I have um, a film degree and allowing me to study film – or sorry, studying film has allowed me to relate more to creativity and creation and imagining and fictionalizing worlds. It's allowed me to dive deeper in, in, into what it takes to produce a movie, and when you finally see it fulfilled on the screen, it's just the most beautiful thing ever. And that's why I love movies for that in the same way I love everything else about pop culture. Like I could never be one of those guys that is so detached from that world, at least because I'm so in it right now. I love everything about it. Tap it into my veins. You know, give me (laughs) me a joint of pop culture and just let me live in it because that allows me to forget that everything else in the world is burning and it sucks. (laughs) That's what pop culture has allowed us to do. And essentially, that's a lot of the reason why the MCU, or one of the reasons why the MCU has been so popular lately because a lot of people out there can relate to the ideas of being the underdog of being uh not chosen or or of you know having a huge overblown ego <laughs> that helps them save the world in millionaire and billion dollar armor right regardless of how you relate to it that's what escapism, escapism sorry actually means and that's why I started uh collecting. Now collecting was just one of the things that happened to fell on, on my lap. I honestly I I've never saw myself uh being one of those people that collect Funko Pop figures just because the way that they look is so creepy. You know, I'm staring at my brother's collection right now and he he definitely has a lot more than me. It's all over our house here in California and it's just all over the place. And the way they look, regardless of the race character or species that, that the Funko pop figure is trying to portray, they all have the same round black eyes. It's staring at you just, just the same that no matter the gender or the size (laughs) <laughs> or or like I said, the species or the shape. They're all just beady-eyed, black, tiny, round-headed pieces of plastic that just stare at you dead into the night. And sometimes they are creepy, and that's why I didn't like them at first. Um, I can't remember what the first figure I bought was, um, apart from a Christmas gift that I didn't really find too amusing but I actually have uh, a few of my first figures at home and really 90% of the things that I collect are figures from shows or movies that I really, really love and some professional wrestlers as well. But I have figures of things that I love. I don't collect anything that I don't know about, so you won't see any figures from... Uh, so athletes. I don't have that. other than professional wrestlers, of course. But I don't have uh NBA players or NFL players. I don't even have the body Pacquiao figures on me right now because uh I it's just not anything I'm into. You know, I'm into comics, and therefore that's why I have a lot of comic figures. I'm into Game of Thrones. I have almost all the first generation set as well. Now, I'm not just waving my nerd dick around here. I'm not saying, oh, I'm a big nerd. Look at me. I'm just showcasing to people how big a nerd (laughs) I actually am here. Uh, But I'm not an expert collector. Like I wouldn't be able to tell you what to look for in a Funko figure primarily because a lot of my figures have been removed out of the box. That's right. You tell a collector that you take your figure out of the box, they will have a heart attack in front of you. A lot of them want to keep them pristine and stay in the box. Uh, but I actually, at the very beginning of my collecting journey, took a lot of my figures out of the box. And regretted it after because I found out how much a lot of them were worth and figured that I just threw all that money away. So, yes, I keep a lot of my figures in the box, but a lot of the favorite ones, or especially the ones that don't have any value, I've taken out of the box. I also have resold some of my figures as well because capitalism, right? Capitalism is important. It allows us to thrive in today's economy. And so that's why a lot of my figures are no longer with me right now. However, the ones that have been given to me, the ones that are special, the ones that mean a lot to me, uh, are still with me right now. So uh, just to to flex a bit, I have, I have the full set of the Ghostbusters figures with the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man in both charred and uncharred versions. So that's that's pretty sweet. I also have the uh, what else? Do, what else do I have? Like I said, I have La, La Land. Yeah, the the Oscar or supposedly Oscar-winning movie La, La Land. Uh, the supposed best picture winner. They came up with a Funko Pop figure for that, and I actually have it. It's still with me right now. I also have a, the full series of a comic book line called Saga. Uh, it's by Brian K. Vaughan and Fiona Staples. And if you have not heard of any of those people, and but you want to read more comics, I suggest you check that out because that series, while it's on hiatus, is very near and dear to me. So that's basically the gist of what I, I talk about when I. I don't really collect anything else other than Funko Pop figures. I wish I had the foresight to like keep all of my GI Joes from when I was young, or even the those Power Ranger toys that that had have the, the shifting heads that go for like a hundred dollars now on the internet. Like a lot of them go for serious money now. I wish I had the foresight to take care of my action figures because right now I would have. Not, I'm definitely not relying on you to use my Lazada code podlink.co/shk because I would be so rich right now, right? Uh, but I, I don't have those toys anymore. Those toys are long gone. I am like Sid from Toy Story. You know, the kid sets the toys on fire, with, you know, or combines like random figures. I, I was that kid. I have problems. I need to talk to a professional. Right, But that's basically how I treated my toys back then. So nowadays, my my toy treatment has gotten a little bit better. I put my figures up on a nice shelf. You can see on my Instagram and keep them nice and safe and clean up there. But that's essentially the extent of my toy collecting and my nerd obsession. Um, I want to stop. Tell you the truth. I really want to stop collecting because it's such a money suck. You're th- you're throwing money into things that can't love you back. <laughs> you know? It got so deep just now. But that's essentially what the problem with escapism is you're trying to run away from actual problems. And yes, at the top of everything else, it's nice to have that idea of a perfect world. But at the end of the day, you're just visiting, you know, you're not even just visiting, you're seeing it from afar. That shit doesn't exist. And when you leave your room or stop reading that comic book, you realize that the world is still burning and you only have the warm light of your funko pop figures to keep you safe. If you <laughs> it's a very depressing way to end the podcast but it's very true because i want to stop collecting. I want to st- stop having to rely on vinyl toys to keep me uh, comfortable in, in, in my life but it's just it's so hard. Because I want people to think I'm a cool nerd. I'm a very vapid person. That is just basically the extent of this whole uh, podcast. But I'm also just uh, enamored by the idea that I have a piece of something that I love. You know, I have a piece of, of memorabilia from a show or a movie or a comic book series that I really love. Now, I hope that answers none of the questions any of you had about uh, fungal collecting. I know it was one strange topic this week, but if you guys really love talking about figures, toys, collecting, etc., let me know. If there was something I said on this podcast that resonated with you, that offended you, let me know as well if you... Really like this episode. Also, let me know the ways you can do that are through my social media at Chino Supersized. That's just it for everything: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, MySpace, uh, Friendster, <laughs> GeoCities. You know every single social media account out there. Just look for at Chino Supersized. Also, if you want to hear more of this? If you appreciate the work that I put out, please give me a follow on Spotify. It would really, really mean a lot to my little podcast that people will apparently listen to every week. So, a follow would very much go a long way for me. Also, if you listen to it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast, leave me a rating and a review. Give me some amount of stars, not too much. Wagi yung sa bruntas ng stars. Baka magexpect kayo ng magandang episode, and I won't be able to deliver. But just an uh, appropriate amount of stars for me. Give me a uh, a reasonable rating and review, and that would just let the podcast people know that my podcast exists, that you listen to it, and that you love what you are hearing. Now the guest. For this week's episode is actually a big one. We were just talking about movies uh, a while back. And we are having one of the largest directors in the world of cinema today, Mr. Gerald Targall, on the Class Clown Podcast. That's right. That episode is coming out Friday. But until then, I have been Gina Liao. This has been the Class Clown Podcast. A podcast network Asia exclusive, powered, of course, by Pod Netflix. I'll see you next time. Goodbye.